Hey, hi there. Have a seat. You're in the right place. I'm Dawn Scannell, and welcome to From Mindfuck to Mindset, where we kick bullshit to the curb and get clear on what we want and where we're going. So pull on your sassy pants. And as my good friend Marshall said, you own it. You better never let it go. You only get one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow. The opportunity comes once in a lifetime. Wise words, my friends, wise words. Buckle up. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I believe you are on episode 17. You're number 17 of of Conversations with Friends. Now, this topic is probably something we've all thought about, probably something we even think we do. (laughs) And I'm here to tell you, we don't do it enough. Um, So the topic is self-love, right? So Cody's had a really beautiful journey um, to where she is today that I have heard and I can't wait to share with you guys, but I don't think we love ourselves enough on the regular. I mean, we think we're nice to ourselves, we're not. (laughs) We've all got those voices, right? We've all got those voices. I wrestle with those voices just as much as anybody else. Probably more so because I keep most of my stuff right inside my head. Oh boy. Right? Yeah. So anyway, without further ado, Cody, will you introduce yourself, please? Yeah. So my name's Cody Wassel. I uh, created Soul Sprout, Speaking to the Seeds of Your Soul. And I'm a transformational life coach, um, an embodiment coach. I help people embrace their self-love, connect them with different modalities of healing and wellness, and just really create, you know, the best life that they'd love living um, and go for the gusto, you know, we're not here that long. So we are um, not, (laughs) we are not. And so now, but your new program is a, correct me if I'm wrong, it's a 90 day program, right? And it is exclusively self-love. That's right. Yeah, I just launched 90 Days to Self-Love. And that sprung from this beautiful space within, you know, as you were kind of saying before, we don't really love ourselves enough, but we always kind of say like, you know, you hear these things on TV or on social media and it's like, do you love yourself? And you're like, yeah, uh, duh. Like, of course I love myself. You know, I'm a pretty cool person. But then when you really take like that kind of lens back and that awareness, it's like, well, what are you saying to yourself during the day? And what are you putting in your body? And when your body's doing something new and you're maybe not doing it as well as the person next to you, like, what are your thoughts? How are you waking up? How are you treating it? You know, just on all these different levels. And I had struggled with that myself. You know, I was one of those people that I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm happy. Everybody loves me. You know, I love me. I'm cool. It's good. Everything's great. You know? Um, And I had been in a relationship um, where I was engaged for about six years and, you know, there were struggles there and whatnot. And, you know, he had some, you know, depression things and whatnot. And I was on this journey to help him. Of course you were. (laughs) Because, you know, I'm a helper and that's what I do. So (laughs) 
I was like, hold on, babe, I'm going to go and I'm going to try all these modalities. And if we haven't been to a shaman in the Amazon jungle, we haven't tried it all. And there is still hope for you, you know, to, to feel better. And what really ended up happening was a healing of myself because I'm not someone who will ever tell you to try anything that I haven't done myself. So I went out and basically guinea pig my ass. <laughs> and, you know, I was like, all right, I'm the guinea pig here. And, and out I went and I tried all these different healing modalities and, you know, Reiki and energy stuff. And this was stuff that I was familiar with, but I didn't use it in the level that I was using it then that regular treatment of self. It was kind of this thing that I do a few times a year. Right. Can I, let's capture that for a minute because I feel like that's what, how we do self-love for ourselves too. Yeah. Right. Like we do it very surface level. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like a little tick on a box once in a while, (laughs) like, like, Oh yeah, look at you. You're pretty. Right. And then we go, right. And then for like the next 30 days underneath the surface, we're like, God, you really screwed that up. And blah, 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 blah. wow, look at you. Why don't your pants fit today? You, yeah, you don't look as good right? as you did the other no. night. Right. Right. Oh, see, you should stick to all black. That's very slimming. And it's like, we, yeah. we wouldn't like, I would never have that conversation with someone outside of myself. Right. I would not have any friends. <laughs> Right. So, and, and like for, and, and where I'm going with this is that there are layers, there are layers to anything we want to explore. And like you were talking about with like the, you had touched on these modalities, but not really ever dived in to really see how it could change things. Am I wrong? No, you're, that's exactly it. Because it's like, you would dabble in it. You say, oh, that made me feel nice. I do Reiki. Yeah, (laughs) I I experienced Reiki. I went to yoga class once in my life. Oh, and now I'm a yogi. (laughs) uh, You know, and it's like, you know, it's, it's one thing to experience it and know, oh, that made me feel good in the moment. It's another thing to begin to adopt the things that support you to then create a non-negotiable in your life that actually mends and heals you on a more deep cellular soul level where you now feel it completely integrated into your being and you're, you can't let it go anymore because you're like, this makes me feel so good. I will not, this is, this is not, you know. Nothing's going to stop me from doing that because that makes me feel amazing. Right. And it, and it becomes a part of just the fabric of who you are now. Right. Mm-hmm. You can't stop doing it. I remember that, like I went and did my yoga teacher training for a completely different reason than most people go. I wasn't going to become a yoga teacher. It was, you know, it was like two years after the death of my husband and I had spent so much time in my head right? Analyzing, reanalyzing, because that whole trip was very short from diagnosis to death was eight weeks. So there wasn't a lot of processing for me before the death. So there was a whole lot of crap I had to do in my head afterwards. And I had spent so much time up there that I was like, my God, I'm completely detached. Ah, Right? You just spoke about embodiment. I was like, I need to get everything back in sync. Yeah. Right? So that's what that's what yoga was about for me. And I remember the day I remember the place I was on my mat on that day in that moment going, Oh, this is a thing I do. Right. Like 
I don't know how I not do this. Right. And really all when it started, I had one mission, but I had no idea how that mission was going to be so deeply rooted now. Right. Like, like you talk about the breathing and integrating it. Like, you know, I, I, I can feel myself go into that, like in stressful situations, I can feel myself slide my shoulders down. Right. Like do all the things without even thinking about it. Like, oh, this is how we put myself back in place now. This is how I get control again. I'm not spinning. I'm not spinning. (laughs) It becomes when you when you start to add these things in and you start to realize it and you practice them, it becomes like brushing your teeth. Right. You know, so like we don't think about brushing our teeth. We just do it probably one to three times a day, most of us. Right, right. One of those things that you could not unless, you know, you're, you're terribly ill or something. Like you can't go to bed at night and not. Right. I mean, it's unlikely that the majority of people out there are missing brushing their teeth because it's something that as a child, it's ingrained and then you're taught and it's environmental, which that's another part of 90 days of self-love and what we touch on because so much of the, way we treat ourselves and how we act and how we receive is based on what we were taught environmentally from the time we were one to seven. And then through all of the different, you know, life's stresses, traumas and and others. And listen, trauma doesn't have to be this catastrophic event. Trauma is relatable and relational to the person and what they experienced and how their body reacted in the moment to a circumstance that then created that memory in the body that then is a place that needs healing. So, you know, you don't have to be in a traumatic car accident or lose a limb or have been out in war, you know, or, or have been raped. And while all of those things are, yes, very upsetting and and they're probably at like the top of the list, you can have none of that and still need to heal and still need to love yourself. You know, that was one of my things too, was like, I was just, I was just your normal girl. There's nothing wrong with me. I didn't have anything big and awful happen. So I thought that there was no reason for me to need to explore it or that I shouldn't really make a deal out of the things that bothered me or that were hurting me because someone else had it way worse. So, you know, right you know, and then uh, yeah. I realized that that needs healing too. So even the simplest of things needs healing. Right. When it's not overt, when it's not in your face trauma, you don't realize that you've ever experienced trauma, right? right? Exactly. Yeah. Cause it's not, it's not textbook. It's not. And I, I always laugh. I was like, everybody's experienced trauma. I feel really bad for the people who don't realize that they have Yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. Like they think, and, and, it makes so much sense, you know, like you say, like, I don't need to heal. So therefore you never go and you never stretch, right? right? That's not, I don't need that, but it's okay for you, right? All of the yeah. woo. And it's, yeah. And you know, and it, and it doesn't even come from a, from a bad place a lot of times or like, a, Correct. you know, it just comes from an unknowing, like, Correct. well, clearly this is what society labels trauma. So I don't have this list. So because I don't have anything on this list, I guess I'm, I'm fine. And fine right. actually feels like crap. 
Right. But I don't know that. You know what I mean? So Right. Because you've never had anything to take you inward into yeah. your head. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of us, you know, find that way through helping others, which is how I kind of found it first. And then that brought me into all of that. And then, you know, I got into the mindset stuff and I got into the science and I started to see how science and spirit bridge together. And then I saw my mentor speak and then I was like, oh, this is amazing. And, you know, I, she, she said this one thing that um, Napoleon Hill and Andrew Carnegie, right? So when they were in their, their moments, and I'll just give a little brief history on this. So Andrew Carnegie was super duper rich. He's responsible for most of the libraries in the country um, and so on and so forth. But he had asked Napoleon Hill to follow all these successful leaders and things, right? And to watch them and to write down what they do because they all must have something in common because they're all creating this success. And that's how Think and Grow Rich came about, the book that Napoleon Hill wrote. But one of the backstories to that is that Andrew Carnegie told Napoleon Hill to surpass what he did. He's like, you know, I want you to surpass what I'm doing meet me at the pole and pass me. And, you know, Napoleon Hill's like, how am I going to pass like the most successful, amazing, you know, person out there. And from that came this idea that he told him, he's like, every day, wake up and look in the mirror and tell yourself, you know, Andrew Carnegie, I'm gonna, you know, not only, you know, meet your, your goals and your whatever in life, I'm going to pass you at the pole. Right. So that's every morning he would wake up and he would say that. And the other voice in Napoleon Hill's head would be like, yeah, uh-huh, whatever, you know? And so I brought that into my own life. And I started to wake up every morning saying, I'm 125 pounds. I'm fit. I am trim. I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. I love me. I'm beautiful. I am successful. I am abundant. Let's capture that, right? So you were, you were projecting your future self mm-hmm. and but I, I you know because prior to I, I knew this conversation was coming up so I was thinking a lot about it this weekend and it's like why is it so hard and why do why do we as women do this to ourselves all the time like the uh like I I would just be in that place if I could just be this ideal weight yeah. right so what are we doing in the meantime right? Like what, what, how are we living in the here and the now? Like when you keep saying that, what you're saying to yourself is all of this is not good enough right now. When your poor body is supporting you, doesn't matter whether you like it or not, right? Even if it's got carrying too much weight or whatever, it's still supporting you every day. Well, for me, that, that statement every morning was actually stating what I am. So it's holding the vibration and the frequency of what I know I am. And, and it wasn't so much a negative thing. It was actually something that was supportive because what it is, is it's, it's, it's starting to understand that you love you where you're at. So the fear that I think people come to is that if I love me where I am, I'll be stuck here. Okay. Thanks. I'll be stuck in this body. Right. So right. no, I get it. I'm asking the question because yeah. I want to, I want to make sure that I integrate like what I know most, right? I'm asking yeah. the question so, essentially so, for the audience. Yep, I'm yes. right with you, but I just watch people wrestle with it so much. So it's loving yourself where you are while also owning 
who you know you are. I love, listen, I'm still not 125 pounds and the pounds doesn't matter, right? That's just, uh, that's just a number I threw out there that I know I felt the most healthy at for myself around 125, 130, right? So that's just a number that I remember feeling the most vibrant. And that's the vibration that we call in when we say these things. It's not to say that we aren't good enough right now in this moment. It's to, it's to really embrace that vibration of when we felt good. Because when you wake up and you say, I am 125 pounds, I am beautiful, I am fit, I am, you know, and you are remembering, you're actually raising your vibration, which is helping you be the thing that you have as your muscle memory, your energy memory of the feeling. Right. And even if you've never been there before, it's helping you bring that vibration, that feeling in of what it will feel like when you are there, while also deeply loving who you are in the moment. You know, I'm like, what, 139, 140 right now? Like, I don't care. It's not a big deal to me. I love me right now. My body's doing awesome, amazing things. And the more I continue to love my body, and I'm not just saying like, oh, good job, body. Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's, it's constantly, you know, working with it, feeding it, loving it, caring for it, listening to it. You know, it's one of the reasons why I took up Transcendance and became a facilitator is because body movement, you learn what your body needs and how it feels and that you don't have to be even magically agile to move the body. You right. can visualize right. You, your mind can take you there. So your, your mind only knows what you tell it and it only sees what you project for it. So if you're laying in bed and you have no use of your arms and legs, guess what, folks? You still have everything you need, everything you need to create that vibration and start to raise and heal some things within you. You have what you need. You visualize your body moving. You visualize your arms and your legs working for you. You know, you like all these things like you can, I mean, you can study things like Joe, Dr. Joe Dispenza and, and Bruce Lipton and they, they actually uh, teach how like that meditative process and that visualization and all these things can actually start to heal those cells and reconstruct the, the things in the body. And this is how magical, you know, our mind and our body is. And that's really, again, it all stems from that ability to bring yourself to that piece of self-love that that unites parts of you because right now we're we're two different things right we're like one's like yeah whatever you got 30 pounds to go and the other side saying i'm i'm i feel beautiful and the other one's going yeah whatever you know your hair is not curled right today right right, right. So the thing that happens in 90 days to self-love and in, in my experience is that this voice it never goes away like, we'll just be frank and, and quite honest. The voice that, that argues with you for the negative, the ego, the programming, the whatever, it never truly fully goes away, but it gets quieter. Right. And you have to learn to manage it. And its ability, yes, its ability to sway you becomes diminished. Right. Yeah. Like, I think, like, when I get in those spots, well, I'll come back to the when I utilized it the most was when I was going through the, the thickest part of my grief after my husband died, you know, it was like, you re I really had to choose to get out of bed. I had to choose to, you know, take care of me like normally, like choose to take a shower and, and go out into the world. I had to, in, the, in that time period, I had to choose those things, right? Yep. It wasn't just a given, <laughs> right? Yep. So 
I would sometimes have to like on the days where it felt impossible, I literally visualized this other me and said, look, I get it. It's scary. It sucks. This, I don't know. I don't know what the other side of this looks like, but I promise you it's there. And today I cannot hold your hand. You need to sit over there. I'll get back to you later. I have to, I have things I need to do. Mm-hmm. Like literally like, which sounds crazy. Not at all. It, it worked, <laughs> you know? It Sometimes work. I had to take that fear and stuff, all that crazy and say, go sit on that shelf right now next to that book. I will get back to you later. And we will have this discussion or continue this discussion. Um, well, they call that they call that befriending your fear. So basically what that is, is saying, like, I see you, I honor you, but we need to talk later. Or I need you to understand that, like, I recognize you, but we need to move forward here. And it actually like you're giving your fear an appointment. Right. And so then but by the time you get to the appointment time, it's gone. Right. Because we create it. It's not actually there. Right. But that didn't stop me from then at the end of the day when I wasn't so fearful and I had gotten through the day. That didn't stop me from saying, okay, come on, get under the blanket with me. Let's watch some TV. Everything was fine today. (laughs) (laughs) Tomorrow it'll be fine again. Just want you to know that. Yeah. And then eventually it, it, it just, you know, um, the beautiful thing is when you bring that, that light to it, it doesn't have as much power. Right. It, it starts to, you know, shift and move. And, and that's what it is to really, you know, start to love yourself. It's always choosing you. Right. And choosing what you know feels good over anything outside of you and any voice that's stopping you. That's what true self-love is. Right. And and those conversations that I had with my with my with that self um, was also it gave me control in a situation that was completely beyond my control. But yeah. right. Like I couldn't change Which, what had happened. Right. You know, which is also like this cool, like smoke and mirrors thing, right? Because while there was a part of it that you didn't have control of, you actually always have control of the way that you receive and how you respond to everything that happens. And it's not to say that, yes, you take the time to grieve, you take the time to heal and all of those things, but while also not allowing yourself to go down a rabbit hole that you don't come out because life is here to be lived. It's here to be loved. It's here to be expressed, you know, and, and in those, those unfortunate times that are, that are dark, we get to shine the brightest. We get to take that time. And how much stronger are you now? Oh yeah. Because you chose, you you chose you to wake up, to do that thing and to, to, to move forward. And that's what it's all about. It's always choosing you and choosing I will, the ability to keep let, living. Let me, let me tell you one, one of the things that on the surface, I consider a dirty little secret. On a deeper level, I know it was the healthiest thing that I did was, and I, I had my son with me and my sister who were with me through the end game. And we walked away from that ICU room and on my way to the elevator, I said, I don't know when, I don't know what it looks like. I don't know how it happens. I will be happy and I will have love again. 
like anybody on the outside, I probably looked like a cold hearted bitch, right? Walking away from, <laughs> but that it wasn't about that. It wasn't, no. it wasn't about disqualifying that. It was about qualifying me. Yeah. And in the moment, I had no idea what I was doing um, because I have analyzed this on such a deep level. Like why, why me? Why am I always, why am I capable of these things? I haven't been taught these things. Well, it's right. It's a, it's a trait that we all have the capabilities. Some of us just have stronger, we're born stronger in those things. Right. I have weaknesses too. Right. But like growth mindset and, and whatever we want to call what I just talked about is, is really strong in me and really grounded in me. Um, Mm. But anybody can do it. I'm not special or different. No, which is really the point of my telling this story is right. I'm not special. I don't have magical qualities. It's just something that's inherent in me, but anybody can flex and exercise and practice that and build that muscle. It's resilience, isn't it? Yeah. Well, and it's, and it's, you know, it's innate in all of us. And truly though, when I talked a little about, about environment and things, you know, so much of how we are able to access that intuitive nature, that, that pull, you know, how you're saying like, it's it's just stronger for me, you know, as it was for me, I always had something pulling me and that side always won, even though the other side was pretty loud. People have circumstances and environments that dull that voice, but it's this still small voice inside that the moment that you feel this discontent, when you feel a longing, when you feel something that you're like, "Ah, this isn't right, but you go and do it anyway, you're going against the part of you that's trying to lead you into these things, lead you into that deeper relationship with self. And, and it's not at fault. It's just that there's so much noise from environment and social stuff and trauma and people get caught up in that hamster wheel of the narrative of the story that they've been telling themselves of the narrative of the story that their family's been telling themselves and history. I mean, if you just even look at history, the narrative of that and how it continues to play out. Right. So when we stop telling the same story, and we start giving ourselves a new narrative. Guess who writes your book? Yeah, no, yeah. I have, you know? I have several like, posts on that. Yeah, you don't like your life? Write a new chapter. Write a new one. And, and it's you. And it, and it you know. Kill, it's, kill it's, off the, the characters that are bringing you down. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and it's like, maybe you don't kill them, but maybe you just, you know, send them on a boat so, somewhere. No. You know, but like, <laughs> um just depends on how gentle you want to be. I don't know. <laughs> oh, not me, man. I take no prisoners. <laughs> but yeah, it truly is. And, you know, for me, um, walking through all that and, and really finding myself and, and loving myself and understanding it, I'm like, oh, I get it now, you know? And, and I think I told you this too, is like, I, I had done a walk in the woods, you know, and we're, you know, how we were just, I know we got off a little tangent there, but we were talking about how I wake up every morning and I say this thing, right? And I, I said that for a year. I said that for a year. And that voice was always like, yeah, well, you still got work to do, or yeah, you still blah, 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 right? So it was this positive thing. I would raise my vibration. I'd practice my gratitude. I had my non negotiables. And then the other voice would be like, well, yeah, you still got 20 pounds to go, or yeah, but I mean, you know, you're still not making as much money as you should, or, you know, whatever. And I'm like, okay. And I just kept going. 
And I did it every day, every day, every day, every day. You know, people I coach, they're like, well, I don't understand. Like, I want what you have. I'm like, well, you got to do the things. Yeah. <laughs> you know, There's changes. no magic pill. There's no magic pill. Like, it's just that, you know, so after a year of saying this, I go walking in the woods. It was, it was just the beginning. It was March. It was 42 degrees. It was the beginning of the pandemic last year. Um, and I decided to go on a hike to this place I hadn't hiked before. And I get a little nervous, you know, cause I'm driving. So I'm driving to this new place and it's this dirt road. And I'm like, Ooh, it feels like I'm trespassing. I'm like, no, you're not. It's clearly labeled. It's fine. You know? So even in that, I had these little weird voices, right? And I'm like, keep going, keep going. But that other voice says, keep going, keep going. So I'm like, all right. So I listen to that one. I get out and I'm starting to hike. I'm like, what a beautiful day. This is so beautiful. And I hear this voice and it's like, Cody, <laughs> get naked in the woods. And I'm like, are you out of your mind? My mom would kill me. Like, no, <laughs> you don't do that. <laughs> it's not what you do. <laughs> so I walk a little bit further and, you know, I hear the voice again. It's like, just trust, get naked. I'm like, oh, hell no. Like it's cold and da 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 da. Right. So it's just me having this argument with my higher self, God, creator, universe, whatever it is that you believe in, that that's that power that's calling you to something. That's that voice. Okay. And so I walk a little bit further and it's like, Cody, just do it. And I'm like, mm, this voice isn't going to stop. So what do I do? I make a negotiation. <laughs> I'm like, all right, listen, we'll make a deal. This is so important. <laughs> If I go around the next corner and there's sunshine, I'll get naked in the woods. And I'm like, I don't know this trail, mind you. And I'm just like, please don't let there be sun. Please don't let there be sun. Please don't let there be sun. And I kind of walk, you know, and I'm turned and I turn this corner. And not only is there one spot of sunshine, ladies and gentlemen, there is three. And I am also someone who follows numbers and things three trinity your angels right so it's it's very spiritual this number and i was like and it's it's pine tro it pine trees it's a row of pine trees and these three beautiful like foggy rays of sunshine are coming through and i was just like well i am definitely a woman of my words so i guess i'm getting naked in the woods so I start taking my clothes off and I'm like, ew, bugs. It's kind of wet and muddy. I'm like, oh, I can't believe I'm doing this right now. Like, oh my goodness. So I'm hanging my clothes up on the thing. And it's like, you could do it slow or fast. And I'm like, oh, fine. So I take off my clothes a little quick, quicker. And then all of a sudden this voice is like, take a picture. And I was like, what? Now you want me to take nudies in the woods? Like what? And I was just like, whatever. I'm not even trying to argue this time because it didn't work last time. So what's the point? So I'm like, fine, I'll take a picture. So I put my hiking boot in the middle of the walkway and I place my phone there and I put my 10 second timer. I take my naked little butt and I run to the second sunshine spot. And I kind of just, I'm not even like a real pose, but I just kind of strike a little bit of a pose, you know, where I tap my foot to the back and I just put my hands on the back of my head and let the sun kind of just golden rays kiss my face down my body. And I was just like, mm. and actually for a moment, I forgot that I was naked in the woods and having my picture taken by myself. <laughs> and I was like, mm, this feels warm and beautiful. And I felt so free and so wonderful. But the best part of the whole thing was I get back to my phone and I pull it out and I look at the picture and I'm like, this is going to be so ugly. This is going to be gross. Oh God. Right. So here's that voice coming back up again. And I look and I actually was stunned. 
I was stunned at my own beauty. I was glowing. It was like that moment in Twilight when the sun hits Edward Cullen's face and it starts glittering, Sparkling. you know, and you're just like, Ooh! you know, and like, that's how I saw myself. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm beautiful. And the voice on the other side said, yes, you are. That's the first time that that voice had ever agreed with me. And I was like, holy crap, it works. And I did it and I get it. And now, now I can help people get there too. And that's why getting naked in the woods and taking a picture was so important. <laughs> you know, it was like, holy, it does work. I promise you that it does. You just got to walk it and you got to trust it and you have to keep freaking going. Right. Because what is, what is the, what is the worst that can happen in reality? It's that you will love yourself on a deeper level than you do now in our head though. It's like, what if I go all the way through this process and find out that I really am unlovable? It's an impossibility. That is just, you know, it's an impossibility. And I can tell you that with complete confidence that there's not a soul on this planet that is unlovable. And if that is a belief that someone has, it's their own. Right, right. But like, you know, when, when like, if you've spent your entire life being the message you've gotten from the world, from your family, from, your, you know, all the things is that, you know, you are less than you are unlovable, right? It's so ingrained that you're quite certain that you're going to get to the end of that program and find out, see, you really are quite unlovable. I mean, that's real to the person. Yeah, that's real a fear, to the person. and that's, a, you know, it's a fear. And that's a thing that you work through. And you realize that, you know, that's a fear that that can end whenever you would like it to. Whenever, right. And whenever you're ready to let go of that, story that fear you can right and that's entirely up to you to how long you want to keep it right and i think that's the importance of me kind of hammering on that fear yeah because really if you don't go through the program then that's a thing you still carry absolutely right if you don't do the work to get to the other side you don't know how good it can be yet. You don't know how bad it is until you start feeling better, right? You don't know how bad you feel until you start feeling better. I think yeah, was- and then there's a really cool tipping point in that actually, where like when you start to feel better and you realize how bad it was, you then shift it because you then realize that you have an immense gratitude for how bad it was so that you can even understand that you love on the level that you love on. Correct. And then everything becomes this beautiful world through rose-colored glasses <laughs> that's a real thing um and listen like are you gonna fall in love with yourself in 90 days on the level that i you know am in love right, with myself you did right you didn't do it in 90 days probably not guys you know <laughs> probably not but what i do promise is that you will have the tools correct and you will have the confidence in which to use them and integrate them into your life and, and know the process that I went through and be comfortable and have a clear roadmap. 
it's going to be a little bit different for everyone because it's your soul journey. But the process of the, the tools and the different things that you then have in your tool belt to navigate these things is up to you which ones are your non-negotiables and how often you want to use them and how you want to do it and how serious you are about really changing. Right. And that's why, you know, I tell you, I'm like, listen, don't come be a part of the program if you're not really ready to fall in love with yourself. Don't even bother. But if you know, like if you know there is something inside of me and I know it's my time. I know it's my time to shine. I feel it. And I really want it to be different this time. Then that's, that's the people that should be coming, you know, that, that should be do this. If you're not ready right now, it's okay. Right. Come when you are. Correct. Come when you are. Don't force it. Come when you're ready. Right. And, and also with the understanding that everybody's journey is different because the place that you, you start at is different, right? We're not all at zero. We're not all at we're all in wherever we are. And so, you know, if somebody, you know, is else is going through the program and you hear all these great like things that are happening for them or these epiphanies that are happening, don't turn around and listen to that voice. that's going to tell you all the bad things now, right? Like the, don't compare right. your journey is your journey exactly. and, it's, and it's okay. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, to that point, I'll just share this kind of little, like little briefly. Right. So <laughs> I was in a heart mastermind group and it was up leveling, you know, your business from a heart centered space. And there was four other people and me in this group. And I was on my own journey. Right. And these people are like, you know, two weeks in and they are crushing it and they're bringing in like 10 K and I'm over here and I'm just sucking wind, you know, but I'm dancing and I'm feeling beautiful and I'm having fun. And, you know, my journey was different. So in that time, I wasn't apparently ready to receive copious amounts of money and build my business in that manner. I was doing something else and my healing and my journey was focused on something else, but I kept being, I'm sitting there and I'm like, for a minute, I'm like, what am I doing wrong? That these people are getting these results. And I'm over here, like trying to figure out how I'm going to feed my dogs right now. And, and you know, whatever. And the thing of it was, is like, it just wasn't my time is all. But I still got stuff out of that mastermind. And I still, so where they were making money, I was making these profound personal growth moments of like, what do I need to bring into my business? Oh, fun. Because it stopped being fun because I was focused on how to survive. And it's right. never about surviving. It's about right. thriving. So when you are faced with, a, you know, a group scenario, yeah they're going to have other experiences. Absolutely. But yours is authentic and beautiful to you. And it is for your highest and best and what you need in that moment. And that's why that's beautiful, but it can be completely different. Also let's, you know, it is a journey, right? So the 90 days, you're not done. You're never done. Oh (laughs) my goodness. Thank you. (laughs) I'm like, listen, I'm in love with myself and I have found this love on a cellular level. And I know that it's unshakable. I'm still not done. There's new layers. This right. is just the one, this is just the layer that I know is never turning back. It's the stake in the ground. And from there, we keep going. So you're never done. Right. That, just, I think that's important to, the, to have out there too. It, that's like, very right? important. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, you're never done. You're never done growing, learning, loving. But the difference is, is 
is this one for me and why I think 90 days of self-love is so important is because this is the one where you get to put the stake in the ground and say, this is my new default. And this is my new love. And this is non-negotiable. And this will never go back to the parts where I give myself away in a relationship. This will never go back to the part where I give myself away to a business or a corporation where they are abusing me or I'm allowing them to abuse me. Right. right? Because nobody can do anything to you that you don't allow them to do. Correct. Being in a friendship, right? With somebody who like, oh, I've known him for 25 years. Well, do they make you feel like dog balls? This is going to help you put in those boundaries with that, you know? So it's, it's that stake in the ground, that non-negotiable stake, because that's a new level. And when that's in, everything else falls into place. Better relationships come in, good new energies come in, new job opportunities come in, people treat you different at work, relationships that come in, their energies, they're, they're, it's all different because you're different. Right. You're owning it and you're claiming it. Right. And you're, that is the face now that you give to the world. Absolutely. Right. So yep. when you, when, when you, the, when the face you give to the world is one of, I'm not good enough. That's how the world I'm is. undeserving. Yep. Then that is what, that is what you get back when you walk out into the world and you feel good. That's the energy that people feel. And yep. so the people that, that are drawn to that energy are different people and they treat you differently. Absolutely. And that goes into, you know, your law of attraction, but then the law of attraction is actually secondary to the law of vibration, which is why it's so important to continue to feed yourself with gratitude, with grace, with appreciation, with love, with dance, with movement, with, you know, anything that increases your endorphins because vibration comes first, attraction comes second, and then all of those other beautiful things come together and it all comes from love. Love it. Love it. I hope, I hope people are, 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 are picking up what we're throwing down. <laughs> like your dog was so cute. I was looking in the background, right? And here we are talking about self-love and everything. And the dog's over there having a field day on the sofa and the pillow says love and, and love is just bouncing around in the background. Like, yeah, you know, the dog's like rubbing his butt up on the love, getting its nose in the love. And then the pillow's like flying. I'm like, love is just flying all around right now. <laughs> well, I was like, that was well-played little dog. Well-played. <laughs> Oh, funny. Um, right. And that might be subtle, right? That, you know, it's not pink. It's not, yeah. it's not a heart or anything, but you will find that throughout my house. Right. Because those are the, those, those are my reminders. Those are my boundaries. Yeah. Those are, you know, like that's the outward reminders of that's how I move through the world. Like, there you go. There's a little corner full of love for you. Go yeah. sit on that. <laughs> go see how you feel when you sit on that. Or like I brought my crystals in this morning because they were out in the moonlight last night. My husband goes, what, are, what, what's, what's going on there? <laughs> I was like, it's my crystals. And I brought them back in and he follows me. He goes, do you want me, do you, do you want to tell me about those crystals? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, tell me about the crystals. Now, how have we been together six years? And he doesn't know. <laughs> But, but so I went through and I, I explained it to him, but I love the fact that he didn't just go, oh, crazy weirdo. Um, he's like, 
tell me about the crystals. Can you tell me about the crystals? Like with curiosity, real curiosity. Yeah. And you I know, think did... that that's really cool because something that you just said, right? So we've been together for six years. How did he only just notice them now? And this goes into when people are ready or not ready. When you're ready to see it and you're ready to feel it and you're ready to receive it, you open to it and there's no forcing it. It just happens. You know, when you were talking about how, when you walked onto the elevator and you said that thing that you thought was like to other people would be bitchy, but you know, for you, it was just like stating it's, it's seeing and knowing that there is something else. And then when you're ready, you open to it. So there's two parts to it, right? It's, it's knowing that the greaterness is going to come because it's always this or better. And then it's, it's saying, just like I was saying, I am going to, you know, I'm 125 pounds, da, 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 da. you stated, you know, I'm going to be in love again someday and married and blah, blah, blah. Right. So we're stating that which we know is while also navigating the now and meeting that self and being open to it when we're ready, which is like your husband was just doing, which was now he's open to seeing the crystals. And so those are three beautiful things to notice and bring awareness to is what you're thinking, how you're putting it out there, knowing that there is, then being open enough, right? When that moment happens that, oh my goodness, here it is. It's arrived. And, and those are just beautiful. So I, I love that. I love those. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it sounds so overly simplistic, right? When you say, oh, I choose, I choose. But, uh, you know, there are still days and they're coming up this week. My husband's birthday was March 5th. And that, for whatever reason, his birthday is more um, reflective for me than like the day he died, which is my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... it's coming up. I mean, tomorrow is March 1st and I never know how it's going to hit. So I go into this week with full permissions to wake up and go kind of feel the barometer of the, of the air around me to go, who, who, you know, where are you right now? How do you feel? What do you want to do today? Like those are my full permissions in my schedule this week. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the right? cool thing about that is giving yourself permission is great, Correct. but then you also have a choice. Correct. So, you know, in the moment that that thing comes through, I mean, you know, you just said it yourself. You're like, we always have a choice. So you have this date that you know is coming up that sometimes hits you a certain way and you know that. So now you have a choice knowing that that's coming to receive it in a different manner if you choose to. Correct. And if you choose to be sad that day, it's a choice. It's not happening to you. It's your choice. Then this is how I do self-love with like eating, right? So I look at a cookie. Does a cookie necessarily represent self-love to me? No, it does not. And I recognize that when I eat this cookie, my body feels like garbage because of the sugars and the blah, blah, right? I'm not downing cookies. Listen, they're great. But for me, sugar does some stuff, right? Dairy does a horrible thing to my body too. It's very inflammatory. So when I look at those, do they scream self-love to me? No, they don't because I know what it does to my body. Now, does that mean that I never eat a cookie ever again? No. (laughs) It just means that in that moment, I'm not saying, 
I don't go in the kitchen and just grab stuff without having consciousness in the moment of what it is that I'm doing. So if I do pick up that cookie and I look at that cookie, I am making a choice. And I know I say, I'm choosing to eat this cookie. And I know that it might make me feel a little bit yucky, but I own it, but it's okay today. Yeah. I do that all the time. Like, yeah. yeah. It gives you the power power to also say, actually, I don't want to feel the way this makes me feel. So I'm not choosing this cookie. And when you start to choose you more and the feel better more over the cookie, you start to get proud of yourself and realize, holy man, I got this. I have control over this. You do. You know, people are like, oh yeah, but I go in the kitchen and I just grab stuff. Well, stop grabbing stuff. Like ask yourself better questions. You have to ask yourself better questions. Also, it's okay. It's okay to understand that certain things in your house, you can't, you can't stop yourself. For me, that is cookies. For me, that is chips. Every bag of chips, it can be as big as my house, but that bag of chips is snack size to me because whatever size it is, if it is open, I cannot stop myself until it's empty. I know this about myself. So we don't have chips in the house, but sometimes when I do bring them into the house, it's because I've already had that conversation in the store. You know what? I give myself permission to have the chips. I know I'm going to eat all the chips (laughs) and then I'll be done with the chips. (laughs) I mean, you can even play a game with yourself because right. Like if we want to talk like real talk, that is also a narrative that you continue to say that you don't have the strength over that bag. Right. So you could even play a game with yourself. And this is where I did some things with this self-love, right? It's like, I'm a, I would claim that, right? I am is the strongest statement that you can make. I would use to claim that I'm a sweet tooth girl. So I did what you did and I deleted the things out of my home. But what happens when you go to a party? What happens when you go to these places? Now you're faced with this thing that you normally can't say no to, right? So I started to play a game with myself in my own house. And I would put three chips out or one cookie out. And I would consciously go into that space knowing that my previous story was that I would eat all of it. (laughs) Because I used to sit on the sofa with a bag of chips. I used to sit on a sofa with a thing of cookies. Sure. Except now I don't because I leave the stuff in the kitchen. And I go, okay, Cody, you bought cookies. Yeah, you did. All right. Are you going to eat them all in one day? Feel like garbage and then not have anything? I'm like, "Mm, no. Do you want to feel like garbage? No, I don't. So what are you going to do about your cookie problem? I'm like, I'm going to love myself a little more with the cookie problem. (laughs) So it's starting to ask yourself the right questions, right? So now I put the cookie out. I cut it into four. I take one piece and I go out in the living room. And I savor it. (laughs) And then... (laughs) Then I finish it and I'm like, "Mm, I want more. Now you have a choice. Now you have a choice. Are you so controlled by the cookie, right? Me, am I so controlled by the cookie that I'm gonna get my butt up off, off the sofa with my comfy dogs that are snuggling me watching this movie to allow this thing to control me and take me out of the space of peace and love. My answer over time slowly became no. 
here's how I, here's how I solved my cookie issue. I Googled and found websites where they have recipes for only six cookies. That's three for me and three for my husband. Yeah, I mean, and there there are, there are other solutions. You know, there's healthy cookies. There's like, I mean, I made Because there's only like, two, right? There's only one of you in your house and your dogs. In our house, it happens to be just the two of us and the dogs. Yeah. So a big thing of cookies. Then there's the part of me, and this is my issue. I don't, you know ever begin to know what other people's issues are. Um, but like, I grew up in a house where, you know, parents who grew up through the depression, you finished everything on your plate. Mm-hmm. Throwing away- beautiful programming that we can undo. Right. Yeah. Right? So then there's also that, you know, it is a sin to throw away food. So if there is a bag of cookies and we're not eating a lot of them, Eventually, they're not going to be good cookies and you're going to have to throw them away. So Dawn's reasoning is, well, you got to eat the cookies. <laughs> you See? don't throw the cookies away. So I'll just Dang. turn myself into the garbage heap instead of. <laughs> no. See, so and I had that same thing. I was taught to finish everything on my plate, too. And that was a programming that like was not healthy for me, obviously. Clearly, it's not healthy finishing. for anyone. If really. we're finishing a bag of cookies because, you know, we were taught, that's like not a great thing. So you know what I do? I feed it to the earth. I feed it to the earth. You know, I feed it to the spirits. I feed it to mother nature, you know, and I, and I give it back. And that's what made me feel okay. Oh, I didn't finish this, you know? Okay, that's all right. You don't have to finish it. Compost it give it to the earth, do something else with it. Let it still do something, right? So it's the idea of throwing it away. Guess what? You don't have to throw it away. You can do something else with it. Or just know that if you have to throw it away, if you don't have the ability to compost or put it outside or give it to the earth, just put it in there and say, I am grateful for what you did you know, and, and for all the hands that brought this food to me and I, and, and send it off with gratitude, but like, man, you don't have to, you know, love something outside of yourself more than you love yourself by internalizing the thing that now isn't healthy for you. Like, holy Hannah. <laughs> right. Right. But this, yeah. Like, but this, like, I'm not the only one who has these, no, these circles the or one. right. You're which not. is why, which is why I have these conversations. Cause it's me being, the guinea pig so other people don't have to ask the stupid questions fun fact <laughs> guinea pigs mean spiritual awakening so there you go so is that why they squeal yeah <laughs> <laughs> but that's you know like everything we're talking right right now about is exactly what i'm talking about right is like these are still like and 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 you are on the personal development path and i am on the personal development path and listen you hear both of us still have these little things right she's still telling a narrative of well i'm going to eat the whole bag of chips that's a story that she can change i'm over here you know saying hey i you know still do whatever it is that i do right and and i still have things i need to change can't think of one at the moment but i've done pretty good in my food ones most of the time occasionally I'll have a mozzarella stick. I feel like dog balls after I eat one. Like, and then I ask myself, Cody, why did you allow the idea that a flavor of something was going to be more delicious and awesome? And now you're suffering for 24 hours. So for me, my barometer is always like, how long is this thing going to make me out of balance and feel not like my fantastic self? And is it worth it? 
That's the question that I ask myself now. Most of the time, my answer is no. There are occasions where I go, eh, F it. Because girls, guys, ladies, gentlemen, we're going to have those moments and that's okay. But choose it, choose it and own it, you know, but always know that like anytime you say, well, I am going to eat the whole bag of chips. Well, of course you are. You just said you did. I'm aware, you know, (laughs) like I know you are, but like, you know, for audience purpose, like just when you you claim something, you claiming it. Right. What do you want to claim? Because why does the, right? Like I'm 19 months, 19 plus months sober. Right. And that has, that has, that has had a very, I have allowed that to control my life to a level that nobody should let it for 50 years of my life. I had my first beer at nine. So if, and there have been times in my life where I've walked away from it, never for myself. Like when my mom was dying, I wanted to be present. I made a choice. When my husband was dying, I made a choice. When my son's father walked out of the marriage, I had made a choice because I knew that I was squashing down the deep level of crazy town that the marriage had become and I was using it that way and so I turned it off um and that that was the breaking point for him (laughs) oh you know everybody's got one (laughs) right whatever um but so I know if I can after 50 years of pattern behavior of how I used how I used alcohol and I can stop it now there's nothing and I say this on the regular, there is nothing that I can see or foresee that will ever make me make a choice to ever have a drop again. Right. Mm-hmm. So now if I can do that, I you know I can, chips should be easy. <laughs> right. Right. I, I know full well when I grab those chips and I have that conversation with myself, I know I've just given myself permission to eat all the chips. Well, and so that goes to the layers that we speak of, right? So the one layer was a drinking layer, which was very, very serious. And you chose and you conquered. Now you have this other layer that maybe is kind of relatively insignificant to you at the moment. So there's not that I choose not to eat it right now. But when you come to that next level of self-love for yourself, those chips aren't going to be as attractive anymore. Right. And I got another layer. Right. And I can't tell you the last time I did that, you know, you know, I don't do it once a week. It's not even once a month. But as an example, right. Right. Exactly. That's a layer. Right. You know, that's a layer for me. My layer is why, you know, maybe my layer now is the one or two things that, right. Like I just went on a chocolate binge for like the last week. And I was just like, oh man, like it just was tasting so good. And my face broke out. I had like, I have like three zits along the bottom. I'm like, I'm 38 years old. My skin has looked fantastic. I'm over here glowing. I'm drinking my magical Gongan water and my body feels amazing. And this girl just was like, yeah, let's just, you know, have a random sabotage with a little bit of chocolate for a week. And I mean, I went full money. Yeah. And listen, I'm under some stress. I'm moving, I'm packing, I'm whatever. And so like, ah, sneaky, right? So it's this tiny little pattern snuck right in the back door on me where I was just like, oh, and it's not even something I have in my house. It was like something that was like, I was at my parents' house. They have chocolate, I grabbed a chocolate, right? 
you know, I went to my friend's house, they had chocolate, grab chocolate, right? I'm like, oh, and then all of a sudden I'm like adding massive amounts of agave to all of my stuff when I'm home. Oh <laughs> like, man, what? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so like even natural sugars, too much of it can be um absolutely counterproductive. Oh, so yes. my face starts breaking out, all this stuff. And so that was my body's physical symptom to show me something's not in balance, Cody that I wasn't seeing because I wasn't aware because I was distracted. And I went, where is this coming from? What is this? And I was like, oh, girl, you've been eating copious amounts of sugar. And I was like, oh, well, crap. All right, well, now I see it. I'm aware of it. And now I'm done with it. And that's what it is, right? So now I'm consciously aware that I had just gone down a little rabbit hole without knowing the symptoms showed me, thank you, zits, you can go away now. I got the message. <laughs> and then now no sugar because I know that it doesn't make me feel good. And now I want to bring my body back into balance, you know? And so then <clears throat> you, that's where I'm talking about, like the layers and the balance and, and all of that and the tools that you get, because that's what it does. It's like, yeah, okay. Like I did the thing, but it's the awareness one of the right. tools we have is to notice what we're noticing. And I noticed some zits. And when do I get them? When you're eating copious amounts of sugar. Okay, let's not do that. I don't like my face looking like that. I don't like how it makes me feel. My choice sugar and candy mean a lot less to me than this beautiful baby up here, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, I just went through something similar. And sugar is always a thing for me that I have to I can easily fall into without thinking. And then I have to pull myself out of, but I went off of caffeine over a month ago. Right. And also understand I had one cup of coffee a day, but my body, my body doesn't process it. Well, it holds on to it and it builds and I become a very irritable, like, ah, person. So I was like, I need to let the coffee go. Right. Um, so two weekends ago, I was like, I miss having coffee on the weekends with my husband. So I made the pot of coffee on Saturday morning and made enough so that I could have a cup. I did it again on Sunday. And then Monday, I went back to no coffee. Right. I have this kind of mushroomy, chocolatey beverage that I make that's low in sugar and I put MCT oil in it and it makes it creamy and it's my hot beverage ritual. Nice. Um, and then I did it again the following weekend, which would have been last weekend. And then I noticed, I was like, why am I so irritable? Like on Monday and Tuesday, why am I so irritable? I was like, what didn't I get done? You know, I, I, so I didn't really notice it the first week. But like last Monday and Tuesday, I noticed. And so now I start analyzing that. Where is this coming from? Because now I have a little bit of a recollection. This is how I felt the beginning of last week too, yeah. right? And I'm like, oh, the common denominator that wasn't there before <laughs> is those two cups. Of, yeah, the two <laughs> cups of coffee. Now, who you know, it shouldn't, you would think, like people probably think I'm crazy listening to this, like two cups of coffee. How can that ruin like the first three days of your week? Well, if you're because gone, it changes everything, right? You know, that caffeine and that, you know, these things have chemical properties and such, you know, whether natural or not natural, like all of that does something to your body when your body's in balance and you take it out of balance, it's going to show you by giving you some sort of symptom, right? Headache, nausea, 
grumpiness, irritability, stomach issues, zits, whatever. It's yeah, my brain, my brain. It's like my hydration too. Caffeine oh, yeah. hydrates. So that's so key to loving yourself, right? Is we're water and, and staying hydrated. It's why I drink the water that I drink because I can change the different pH levels and I can really take myself out of that acidic state and bring myself into an alkaline state. And I can use it on my face and it's all natural. It's all water, you know? And, and that was a game changer because when we're dehydrated, we get crabby and we get headaches and we get brain fog and yeah. we need naps and, 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 you know, that's a, that's a topic for another time, but it's one of those things. But I mean, the awareness that you brought into that, right. And now your choice of loving self is to what? is is to not have the coffee wait to have because i'm usually up before he is on the weekends um uh, now i wait to have my warm mushroom chocolatey beverage for when he's having his first cup of coffee yeah and look at that beautiful solution you know like it's so easy done a tea you could have done a whatever you know but it was like this thing it was like i have to have a coffee with him right you know and the funny thing is is like my mind is so programmed now that when you said that when i was like why don't you just make something else hot? It doesn't make right. it feel like garbage, right? You know, right? But like so when, you, when it's a habit, yeah. when it's a habit, it's something that you do. And this is why having a mentor and a coach and being in a program and having support is so important because there's a different set of eyes right? that are neutral. They're Switzerland. They're not your brain. They're not stuck in, you know, I'm not stuck in the same pattern. I'm, I got my own, but you know what I mean? So like the moment that you were like, oh yeah. And I really missed having coffee with him. And I'm like, oh yeah, cool. Make a hot tea with him in the morning or something, you know? And she goes, so I made a coffee because that's a pattern and that's a thing and that's comforting. And so that's, that's where everybody's going to go with that. Right. That's normal. Like that is so normal. And it's the raising awareness to it that helps us get out of it. And that's what, when our symptoms come up. And then you have a new choice. And now you're like, hey, I saw I was being crabby. And so now I don't want to be crabby. So I'm just going to wait and have my, you know, warm drink with him when he wakes up. Perfect solution. Way to go. Now that's something that you'll probably never need to go over again. Correct. The other beauty of it all (laughs) is that once you figure out something that works, you don't go back. (laughs) Right. So here's, here's the, and I want to wrap this up because we're really getting there, but I, I want you to address one last thing for me, which I, I feel like needs to be addressed, which is if somebody is so deeply rooted in not loving themselves and don't even have a clue as to everything and every message and how they are on a daily basis, reinforcing that message to themselves, how do they begin to recognize how do they, how do they even how do they, Cody, how do they get there? And I mean, to a place to know that I should try this program. Is there a clue? If they have no idea, they're not going to have an idea until they're ready and open, just like when your husband saw the crystals. However, if there is this tiny little quiet voice that you hear it all that's saying, you know, you're better than this. You know, you can do more than this. There's that, if it's even the slightest, faintest of whisper in there that occasionally is like, you're meant for something bigger. 
that's what you follow. That's the voice. And I feel and I have to believe that that little voice is in everyone. And it's just raising an awareness to it. So if you are listening right now and you are the person that is described as the one who feels like there is no hope and there is no love for you and you have no idea where to even start, take this moment right now and just bring awareness into your day. And if at any point in your day, there is a tiny little voice that says, we don't need to do this anymore. Let's do something else. Grab it and run because that's the voice that's going to bring you right to yourself and right to all your love. It might take a little while, but that's the voice and you want to hold on to it. Right. And, and, you know, baby steps, mm-hmm. baby steps, everything is progress. Yeah. Everything is progress. Um, and everybody's worth it and everybody's deserving. Yes. Oh, that needs to be said. Everybody is deserving. We all started out exactly the same. <laughs> Right. Came out of vagina. <laughs> exactly. But we were all these unmolded, un right? Yes. We all we were all birthed and yes. then the world happened. Yeah. And we so, had no control over that. But, no, but you have control once you know that you have the ability to have control. It's up to you. It, it is up to you. Yep. And let me tell you, it's really nice to be your own best friend at some point in your life. no yeah it really is it really changes everything yeah everything that you allow um like chips (laughs) (laughs) i'll check back in with you in a week i know you're going away i'll bug you i'll bug you on the 10th and and let you know how the chip saga played out now that i've said the word how many times today well hey and i'll check in with you about my sugar detox because i'm ending that today is the 28th and tomorrow morning is you know sugar done and we're going back to the thing so i was like all right i'm giving my white day give myself one more day and then on because i noticed it so i've been using my you know medical grade water on my face to help clear it up and i'm like all right March 1st, we are making that conscious effort to now not allow that when I'm stressed for the candy to sneak in. So. All right. Well, thank you so much, Cody. Thank you for putting up with my difficult questions and putting you in the hot seat, but I, I, (laughs) right. That, but that's how that I've got to do it. Yeah, no, I I loved, I loved the questions. Um, I think they really help people and I'm so grateful and, and blessed that you, you wanted to share this space with me and allow me to tell my story and share this program. Um, incredibly grateful for the time. It's always beautiful to talk with you. I I really enjoy these conversations. So thank you so much. Thank you. Um, Thank you for your time. Thank you for your input. Um, when the, when the video goes up, we'll have all the links. If some reason you can't navigate, you need to get a hold of Cody, can't find her. Just ask me, I will put you in touch. <laughs> I will make the introductions, whatever needs to happen. Yeah. It should um, be pretty simple. I've been upgrading the website. So once they get into the website, it should be easy from there. So awesome. All right, Cody, thank you so much. Have a really great rest of your day and have a wonderful oh, trip. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye everybody. See you next time. Thank you so much for joining us today on From Mindfuck to Mindset. Please hit that subscribe button. You can also find me on YouTube under Dawn Scanal, and you can subscribe there too. You can watch me 
as well as listen. How cool is that? So you can also find me on Facebook. Into the search bar, just type in the at symbol, no bullshit reset. And that'll take you to my page to find my community group. It's called Fabulously Flawed. So if you put that in the search engine, you will find the group and you can apply to join that group. It's a group of lovely ladies and we're all trying to get our shit together in there. So come join us. You can never have too much shit. All right, where else can you find Dawn Scannell? You can find me under dawnscannell.com. That's my website. And I've always got some freebie or another that I'm giving away on there. So go get yourself some of that. Until next time.